from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Lee, Nettie in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. We made it to a Friday. It's March 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th. we got a great show in store for you today. Father Andrew Winchittle, he's not in the house, but we're going to be talking to him via phone uh, this morning. Going to give us a little uh, Sunday gospel and spiritual chat. Uh, we'll We'll talk to Father Andrew Winchettel coming up here very soon. Gordon Robertson is going to be on at 715 today. He's the executive producer of I Am Patrick. He's also the president and CEO of the Christian Broadcasting Network. We're going to talk about this movie, I Am Patrick, that's set to hit the theaters here very soon. Gordon Robertson coming up at 715 today. Uh, at 745 today, friends, we're right in the midst of Lent. But you know what? We're going to talk about some amazing ways to live these corporal works of mercy, which our God calls us to to live throughout the seven weeks of Lent every single day. I'll also give you an update uh, the best I can of masses all around the country and dioceses and what they're doing amidst this coronavirus. And uh, we'll see, um, you know, we'll, we'll gather together in prayers as well uh, for it. Also, uh, a rather depressing uh, segment, but I think we need to do it anyway. Dawson's Creek's actress, Busy uh, Phillips, um, screaming something that gave her ultimate success. Uh, we're going to talk about that and break that down and why it really didn't in the end. Mark Amadeo, News and Sports, weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwell. We'll have your saint of the day coming up in your second half hour as well. Jam-packed show today, friends. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, Be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. A little bit of a delay here this morning, friend. Sorry about that. Mark Amadeo, what's going on? Hey, John, good morning, and uh, you know, happy Friday, third Friday of Lent, and boy, do we have lots of news coming down with the uh, coronavirus just stopping everything in its tracks, including a lot of sporting events, so I'm sure you've, uh, and our listeners are, are made aware of that yesterday in the coming uh, coming hours yesterday afternoon. Indeed we have, and I, I have seen it firsthand. The airports are uh, about half as busy as they normally are. Um, hand sanitizer everywhere. You just got to take the regular precautions that, um, you know, that the CDC and um, uh, WHO has uh, has put out there, and we'll just continue to, to follow and, and ride that, this wave uh, as long as we possibly can. But I'm going to have you get into it because we've got quite the delay here. Sorry about that. Okay, well, we'll do it right away here, John, from the uh, WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently at the Mercy One Studios here in Des Moines. We have 
Mostly clear skies right now, 30 degrees, a west-southwest winds at 8 miles per hour as you wake up on this Friday, March 13th. And today we'll see increasing clouds throughout the day, colder temperatures than what we're, we've been accustomed to the last several days. Today's high in the upper 40s with northwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, light snow moving in as we get cloudy skies, overnight low of 31 degrees. And then tomorrow, as you wake up on your Saturday, cloudy snow. We could see 1 to 2-inch accumulations around central Iowa, high of 39 degrees. And on Sunday, it'll all melt away, partly cloudy and a high of 46 degrees. Monday, partly cloudy with a high of 50 degrees. Well, in the news on this uh, Friday morning, two more Iowans have tested positive for the coronavirus, bringing the total number of of, of confirmed cases in the state of Iowa to 16. Iowa Governor Ken Reynolds announced yesterday uh, that tests on two more people who took part in an Egyptian cruise back came back positive. Both are older adults. One lives in Johnson County, where 13 cases are now linked to the same cruise that has been confirmed. The other case is in Carroll County, the first in that county. A Pottawatomie County resident has also tested positive for the coronavirus. 16 additional tests of Iowans have come back negative. Another 29 tests. Results are still pending. Uh, 128 Iowans are currently being monitored for possible infection. Uh, Governor Reynolds plans to hold a news conference or press conference rather this afternoon at 1.30 from the State Emergency Operations Center at Camp Dodge in Johnston to update the state's efforts to combat the spread of the coronavirus. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. As I mentioned earlier with John, all college professional sports have suspended, been suspended due to the coronavirus. The PGA Golf Tour uh, will be held, as so will NASCAR, but they will do so without spectators. At the Boys State Basketball Tournament, the spectator restrictions are in place for today's championship games, which will go on as scheduled. Team members, game officials, essential tournament workers, and limited media will be allowed into Wells Fargo Arena for the uh, four, or four state championships that go on this afternoon along with just uh, with select school spectators. Well, yesterday at the Boys State Basketball Tournament in Class 3A, number 1 Norwalk defeated Ballard 79-61 to move into the championship game for the uh, second consecutive year. Norwalk will meet uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton tonight at 6.30. All those games will be televised on Fox Channel 17 here in Des Moines. In Class 4A last night, Waukee upset number 1 seed Ankeny Centennial, so Waukee moves on the championship tonight. They'll face Ankeny. Ankeny down Cedar Falls, 71-50 last night, so it'll be Waukee and Ankeny for the 4A title tonight at Wells Fargo Arena. They'll tip off at 8.30, again, carried by uh, Fox 17 here in Des Moines. Uh, today, there's no Dowling Catholic varsity sports or activity scheduled because spring break begins today. Uh, right now, currently from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, we have mostly clear skies, 30 degrees, a west-southwest wind at 8 miles per hour, and today we will have increasing clouds throughout the day, colder temperatures with a high of 49 degrees. And this has been Iowa Catholic Radio. News, weather, and sports on your Friday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up. Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Not looking bad so far this morning. We are accident-free, running smoothly 
on 235 into downtown. Seven minutes, seven minutes from the East Mixer into downtown on 235. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's Travic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Father Andrew Winchittle now. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Thanks for coming on here with us. I know you have a funeral this morning. We'll pray for their soul. Uh, and uh, let's talk about John this morning. John 4, Jesus entering the town of Samaria. Right. Here he has this encounter with the woman at the well. Uh, and rather consider the mutuality of it. It's, uh, it, it, it is just that, actually. Uh, he has this encounter with this woman, and it's at this odd time. Um, we're told it's about midday, uh, which is a very hot time of day, and it's, it would normally be unusual for somebody to be going out, uh, a woman, too, and alone. She's alone. Uh, usually they went in groups. Um, but here she is alone, midday, hot time of day, and uh, um, here he, he finds her at the well and um, and converses with her, which, which for their cultures, uh, she is a Samaritan woman, um, he a Jew. Uh, they were at odds with one another. Uh, and yet here they carry on this conversation, uh, and at first uh, she's uh, very much perplexed, is why is he even engaging with me? And uh, yet as he does, uh, she continues to grow in faith, um, and we notice that um, at first she thinks he's just some odd man, uh, then as the conversation uh, develops, um, and so does her understanding of him, uh, that he's more than just some odd man at the well. Uh, he's a prophet, and then he is the Christ. I want you to talk about the nature of this encounter here, Father, because I, I don't know if we are going to be able to do justice in our day and age just to really understand how unheard of this really was, that uh, Jesus would come up to this woman and talk to her in public like this. Right, and and we do get some of her background, too. So not only was it were there were uh, Samaritans and Jews um, uh, antagonistic toward each other. Um, they, um, this woman in particular, uh, as he's speaking with her, uh, finds out she's been married multiple times, uh, which is some commentators have noticed that's indicative of uh, the Samaritans uh, in general, um, their background, uh, that as they were split off from the rest of Israel at a point in history, uh, that they... Um, other nations had had imposed their gods, if you will, upon them, and they strayed uh, from the Jewish faith. Uh, so they were seen as heretics, basically. And uh, but as time goes on, uh, this woman basically uh, um, intercedes for her people, these townspeople, uh, and they not only she but they themselves then begin to believe and uh, and, and host him. What are you looking for is a question, uh, of course, that, um, that is said. And, and I think this is a question that Christ Jesus asks us as well, not just the woman at the well. What are you truly looking for? And I, I think we can answer that, or hopefully we can answer that, and we find it's God. Uh, that, you know, John Paul II famously said that the whole world, we're all dreaming for happiness. What we dream of when we dream of happiness, however, 
is Christ Jesus. And this woman at the well came to understand that. Her eyes were open. She went away. Of course, telling her to go and sin no more. Um, I want to talk about that just for a second here, Father, because he doesn't send her away in, in sin. Hey, you know, continue whatever you're doing, however you're doing it. He says, now go and sin no more. That the encounter with Jesus, his mercy, is dependent on our yes, our giving him permission. He wants to lavishly give that on us, uh, but it only is going to happen insofar as we... Uh, it, cooperate with the grace that he wants to give us. Yeah, and consider the words that he uses here, too. Uh, a couple simple words, the same words that he'll use when he's on the cross is, I thirst. Uh, and here he is at the well, uh, which, of course, contains water. Um, and it's, it's not that he's just literally, physically thirsting. Uh, he's spiritually thirsting for communion with us, even though we're sinners. And like you said, um, we, we as sinners can't but help when we have these encounters with Christ uh, to go away um, reformed. Um, we're not, uh, he doesn't, certainly doesn't condone the sin, uh, but he's, in his great mercy, is able to look beyond that. Yeah. I, this is one of those Gospels, friends, that we could spend an entire show, uh, probably an entire year's worth of shows on. It's so rich. Um, but make sure to read it over if you can before you go uh, into uh, Sunday Mass. Uh, this is one of those that I hope can stick with you like it has me over the years. Father Andrew Winchittle, thanks for coming on. Hey, I know you got a, a funeral you got to attend to. Would you give us your blessing this morning? Certainly. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Andrew Winchettel, everyone. Thanks, Father. Have a great rest of the day. Coming up right after this, Gordon Robertson is going to be on, friends, executive producer of I Am Patrick, this groundbreaking new movie that's set to be released here very soon. Gordon Robertson is also the president and CEO of Christian Broadcasting Network. I Am Patrick will have Gordon Robertson coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere, friends. John Leonetti in the morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is Friday the 13th. And a thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Your full range of plumbing services in Des Moines, Iowa. Household plumbing is vital for everyday convenience and comfort. Most of us, we don't know something actually goes wrong until it does. Trusted plumbers with the experience necessary to ensure an excellent job each and every time. GoldenRulePHC.com. That is GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know... 
Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools. And 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Hello, my friends. Father Wade Menezes here of EWTN's Open Line Tuesday, where topics of faith, family, and fellowship are discussed each week, along with my giving general pastoral advice and catechesis. I'm asking you to faithfully support your local Catholic radio station, help give the Catholic faith to others by promoting solid Catholic programming in your local area. I strongly encourage you to become a faithful steward to your local Catholic radio station. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. This is going to be a glorious unfolding. Just you and see, and you will be Thanks for joining me today, friends. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Thank you to Blessman International, offering dignity through provision of basic water and sanitation from digging wells to providing safe sanitary toilets. Reusable feminine hygiene kits for all the people out there, all the ladies out there. Blessman International is engaged in serving the people of South Africa's most basic needs, and they have been doing that now for quite some time. Thank you, BlessmanInternational.org, for underwriting this show and all you continue to do for the people of Limpopo, South Africa. Let's go to our next guest of the day. He is the executive producer of I Am Patrick, president and CEO of the Christian Broadcasting Network. Gordon Robertson joins me. Hi, Gordon. Hi, John. It's great to be with you. Well, thanks for coming on. I Am Patrick. What made you guys pick up this movie? Well, the story begins actually 25 years ago. I grew up celebrating St. Patrick's Day, but I really didn't get to know the man uh, until my life had a very dramatic change. Uh, I was 35 years old and, and a, a lawyer, a partner in a Virginia law firm, and uh, God radically changed my life on a mission trip to India, and I left the law practice, became a missionary. A dear friend of mine gave me a copy of St. Patrick's Confession, and uh, it became a, a companion with me on my journeys through the villages of India. Uh, and that's where I really got to know St. Patrick. Uh, I got to know him in his own words. So uh, we were, you know, looking for various topics to cover, what, what to do, what stories to tell. And this story had been percolating with me for over two decades, and uh, that's, that's the source of it. And, and how do we strip away all the legends of St. Patrick and show you the real man and show you the real man in his own words? Why do you feel his life is so relevant to today's life? 
Well, I think we need people to stand up just as St. Patrick stood up. Um, here he was. Uh, many people don't know. He's not Irish. He's actually British. And he was carried to Ireland as a boy, 16 years old. He was captured by Irish pirates and then sold into slavery at 16, uh, spent six years in slavery. He was a shepherd in the hills of Ireland, got to know how to speak their language, Gaelic, and, and in that process began a prayer life. He was raised a Christian. His father was a deacon in the church. And it was in this time of slavery that God became real to him. It wasn't a ritual anymore, and he started to hear God's voice. At the end of the six years, God told him that he had made a way of escape for him and that there would be a boat waiting for him at the coast uh, and showed him how to get to that boat. And so he appears on the coast, he journeys there, and lo and behold, there's a boat that's willing to take him back to Britain. So he's a slave, he escapes, he goes back to his father's house. And he can't live a life of comfort. His father's uh, not just a deacon, but he's also an official in the Roman Empire. And he could have lived a life of ease, but he made a decision, no, I'm going to be fully committed to Christ. Uh, Christ is the one that delivered me from slavery, and so I'm, I'm going to commit my life to the church. And he becomes first a deacon, then a priest, and then finally a bishop. And as a bishop, 18 years after freedom, God calls him back to Ireland to preach the gospel. And he literally uses his inheritance to fund that first journey. Uh, it's an amazing story. It's an amazing story of commitment. St. Patrick is not just a saint of the Catholic Church. He's a saint by acclamation. Uh, the Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, the Coptics, every Protestant denomination recognizes uh, St. Patrick is a true saint, a true man committed to the cause of Christ. What's your, uh, your favorite part of the film? Uh, I think it's the elder Patrick. Um, here, after all of his hardship, first as a slave and then as a, a missionary apostle to a people that did not know God, did not know the scriptures, his life was constantly in danger. Here at the, near the end of his life, um, there's an attempt to recall him. His methods were controversial. He, he didn't speak in Latin. Uh, he, he spoke in, in Gaelic. He preached in Gaelic. And then he would take from his converts uh, ministers to be the local priest. And so essentially he was taking uneducated Irish and putting them in charge of churches. Now he had a plan for educating them. He began the monastic tradition in Ireland. Uh, but these methods were controversial, and uh, there was an attempt to recall him based on a sin from his youth, based on a sin from more than 30 years before the attempt. And uh, he wrote his confession as a result, which is why we know so much about him in his own words. And it's the elder Patrick looking back on his life, looking back on the faithfulness of God, and then giving a defense, uh, what has been the struggle of his soul, for these decades, um, the, the, that's the period that I'm really drawn to because that's the period that produced the confession. Yeah, it, it, this movie just sounds so fascinating. Uh, but as you said, you know, I, I know you wanted to give 
uh, Patrick the justice that uh, he deserves and the life that he had. And I think what strikes me most whenever I read about St. Patrick is is what you were alluding to earlier, his courage. I mean, this guy wasn't afraid of anything. He was going to go out and preach the gospel. If he died, he died. Uh, if he lost everything, he lost everything. Heck, he gave away everything to be able to go and do this. I mean, it's just, I think, something for us to be able to take a step back and look at and say, what are we willing to do uh, when it comes to evangelization of Jesus Christ? Well, John, that's exactly the question I want audiences to walk away from. Um, you know, the, I, I want people to understand God still speaks today. He still calls today. He still sends today. What he's looking for are, are people willing to go, are, are people w- really willing to lay down everything for the cause of Christ. And it's as old as the prophet Isaiah, who will we send, who will go for us? And Isaiah responds, here, I, here, I, here am I send me. And that's my hope for this movie, that it'll inspire a whole generation. We need Patricks today. We need Patricks who are willing to take the gospel into difficult areas, who are willing to put up with the ridicule, the danger, everything associated with taking a a stand for Christ. And we need it desperately. So my hope is this movie will inspire, just as the life of St. Patrick has inspired so many through the centuries, Ireland was a nation of missionaries for centuries, and uh, it was all because of the example, the, the great example of St. Patrick. Now you got a couple people playing Patrick. Tell me about them. Well, the elder Patrick is John Rhys-Davies. He's most famous for Lord of the Rings and Indiana Jones. Uh, we cast him because of his voice. We, we were looking for a narrator to... Uh, read the portions of St. Patrick's Confession that we included in the script. And after he finished the narration, um, uh, our director, Jared Anderson, um, just literally you know, hung out with John Rhys-Davies on the Isle of Man. Uh, they had coffee together, and then it was time for Jared to go to the airport. And so John Rhys-Davies became his chauffeur and drove him to the airport. And on the drive... Um, uh, Jared turned to him and said, I, I know it's beneath you, but would you consider playing the Elder Patrick in our film? Not just doing the narration, but would you actually play the character? And I love what John Rhys-Davies did. He said, this is never beneath me. It would be a great honor to play St. Patrick. So he came on board. Then we've got Sean T. O'Malley, a wonderful Irish actor, who's most famous for his role in Vikings. Uh, he's a tremendous actor. He plays the middle-aged Patrick. And then John McCormick, I'm sorry, Robert McCormick, plays the younger Patrick, the one who was taken as a slave. It's tough to match actors through different periods of life, uh, but I think we've done that. I, I'm, uh, the, the casting on this, the portrayals, and all the scenery, all the costumes, we're trying to be as historically accurate as possible. The uh, nation of Ireland has constructed a 5th century Irish village, and they gave us permission to shoot there. And then uh, Britain had constructed a Roman villa from the 5th century, so we were able to shoot at a location that mirrored uh, the house that St. Patrick would have grown up in. So we show you the full dynamic of his life, how he goes from relative wealth to extreme deprivation as a slave, uh, and the scenery is beautiful. It's all shot on location in Ireland and Britain. Getting some text messages in. One text says, can't wait to see the movie, exclamation point. Another one says, fascinating, very cool interview. Now I'm looking forward to seeing the movie even more. Uh, how did Patrick die? 
Uh, we're not sure. Um, that's one of the great mysteries. We celebrate March 17th as St. Patrick's Day in, in memory of his death, and that's the traditional date of his death. Um, many people claim to know the exact year, uh, but our research is showing that's a little muddled, too. Uh, the location is well known, and there's a stone in Ireland uh, that, you know, St. Patrick is, is buried here. Is it exactly under the stone? That's open to question, but at least they've got the hill right. Um, so we're not sure exactly how he died. The, the, the supposition is he, he died of old age, uh, that God saw him through all the way through. I got another text. How do we get tickets? I'm going to get to that, listener. Don't you worry. In fact, I'll get to it right now. Select Cinemas, March 17th and 18th only. Um, how do we bring it here or find tickets in Des Moines, Iowa? Well, we are in over a 1,000 uh, theaters across the nation, so absolutely Des Moines on the list. All you have to do is go to IamPatrick.com. There's a place that you click on Find a Theater. Just type in your zip code and a list of theaters will come up showing where, where it's playing near you. So if you're near an AMC theater, a Regal theater, a Cinemark theater, I'm um, pretty sure you're going to be able to see it, and there'll be a theater pretty close by. Yeah, IamPatrick.com. It's a great-looking website as well. Uh, to the left, there's a button where you can watch the trailer. To the right, find tickets. Uh, Gordon, thank you so much for coming on, man, and all you did for this movie. I think you're going to change a lot of hearts and a lot of lives with this. Gordon Robertson, everyone. God bless you, man. God bless you more, John. All right. Good stuff this morning. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I'm going to see it. I can't wait. Looks good to me. Friday, March 13th, when we come back, I'm going to give you an update on all the dioceses that are uh, lifting the obligation to attend Sunday Mass, also those that are canceling Sunday Mass. Uh, you're going to find this in more areas that are uh, have, you know, have had coronavirus uh, outbreaks uh, a little bit more, much more than, of course, what we've had here uh, in central Iowa. Let's continue to pray that Our Lady will mantle, throw her mantle around us and, and uh, protect us. That's what we were praying for last night in our family. Also coming up on the show, uh, I got a little message for one actress, Dawson's Creek's actress, Busy Phillips, who uh, screams something that is the reason she says for her success. I disagree. We'll talk to uh, we'll talk about that coming up after this. And then as we get into it in the second half hour, yes indeed, we are still in Lent. We're right in the midst of Lent. That's right. Seven amazing ways to live the corporal works of mercy, which we're called to live every day, but throughout these seven weeks of Lent, here smack dab in the middle of it. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Eddie in the morning, right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. I'm going to see Dean today as we go play a little pickup basketball. I haven't seen him for a couple of weeks now. RoofingAnkeny.com. Now, just because it says RoofingAnkeny.com doesn't mean he's just serving Ankeny. All of Central Iowa for the last 30 years. Dean Bell, thank you for underwriting the show. That is RoofingAnkeny.com. Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, You shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother Raka will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says you fool will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, 
Leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord Scribes and Pharisees were known for their strict adherence to the letter of the law that God gave them through Moses. While that isn't necessarily a bad thing, Jesus teaches his disciples that there's more to following the law than just doing what it says. He aims at not just reform of the mind. He wants our hearts to be converted to a genuine love for him and others so that sins do not prevail over such relationships. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. When it comes to your home, Golden Rule puts your mind at ease with the Gold Club. Two high-performance system checks, a plumbing inspection, no trip charges, and you get to jump ahead in line. Don't get stuck freezing this winter when your furnace won't work. Golden Rule will make it to every Gold Club member's home. Home is where your heart is. Protect it with Golden Rule's Gold Club membership. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it. Online at GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. Oh God, you're my deliverer Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hey, I've had a, a number of you reach out to me and say, Hey, how, uh, how is this affecting you uh, traveling? As uh, this is my busy season, I, I said I'm usually home just uh, about a handful of days during March. Um, it, really, it hasn't affected a ton. I, ha- I was going to go to uh, New York City just about an hour outside of it next uh, two weeks from now. And uh, they have decided to postpone the mission until early June, which is fine. Um, I, I have a men's conference in Buffalo, New York. Now, I just got back from Buffalo. They have no confirmed cases there in western New York. Uh, but just getting back from Buffalo, I've heard a little bit of rumblings that they might uh, cancel that. So we'll see. We'll hang on and, and see what they're going to do. I'm going to Arizona tomorrow. Uh, so it'll be the Scottsdale area, uh, just north of there in Cave Creek. Um, they They acted like when I called that it was strange that I was even calling. So uh, I, I think, you know, from what I hear, uh, Corona does not like warm weather, uh, from what I'm reading anyway. And so uh, hopefully it can get warmer sooner rather than later. That's one of the things I know I'm praying for. Bring on the heat uh, right now. But um, besides that, uh, you know, we'll see. We're just going to kind of take it, uh, you know, day by day. And if parishes decide that they want to postpone their mission and, and move it down the line, I think that's fine. I, I want to do what, what's going to keep their parishioners uh, it, you know, safe, most importantly. So I appreciate the concern and, and many of the text messages that I have received. I'm kind of overwhelmed by it. I, I was really a bit appreciative over the last couple of days on that. Uh, just an update quickly, friends, for some of the dioceses that have canceled mass. Of course, all of Seattle, which I just I, I, I agree with 100 
100%. You got to keep those parishioners home, um, especially during this time. Uh, Washington, D.C., Salt Lake City, Newark, Santa Fe, all uh, dioceses that have uh, canceled masses. Uh, there have been dioceses that have lifted the obligation to attend mass. All dioceses in Pennsylvania and Ohio, Providence, Rhode Island, Lexington, Kentucky, Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, Milwaukee, Raleigh, uh, Trenton, Atlanta, Little Rock. I think that's the list right now of those that have lifted the obligation. Uh, but nonetheless, it's important uh, that we stay vigilant. All of us continue to wash the hands. I know here in the Diocese of Des Moines, uh, we have suspended, uh, the bishop has suspended the uh, the uh, chalice uh, from uh, us uh, partaking in. So that's, a, I think, a good thing. And, and of course, all of stay just stay uh, alert and, uh, and be careful out there and read anything that comes from the diocese. Uh, all the different press releases, I'll tell you, they're doing a great job. I've been really impressed of how, you know, uh, thorough they are and all the different points that they're sending out and the updates that they're giving us. So the diocese, I mean, it, you know, it doesn't mean much coming from me, but I'll tell you, I think they're doing a wonderful job. So keep up the good work there. All right. All for the updates. There you go. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy, uh, well, Friday the 13th. How appropriate for this week, huh? Here we are. (laughs) Yes, we are. Now, you haven't said anything about the fish fries uh, for tonight. Are there everything going on in schedule? Are you getting any reports that some have been postponed? I have not heard anything on the fish fries yet, uh, so I don't know. But, uh, I, I mean, you know, if they are, they are grilled cheese and tomato soup. I guess I can, I can live with that. Oh, absolutely. I just didn't know if the gatherings at uh, many of the uh, yeah. churches and uh, schools have been uh, postponed. That's what I was asking. I don't know if Deacon Tony or Jim oh, are sure. in on that, but uh, I haven't heard if anything's been postponed. Now, I have not either. I have not either. So, I, yeah, that's going to be another one to probably keep an eye on. I think if someone's uh, interested in, in a particular fish fry, maybe a simple call to the parish would probably do. But, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, certainly is. But, boy, has this shut down everything, I mean, including the uh, March Madness, no men's uh, post, or men's basketball postseason nor the women's and the, the wrestling uh, matches. Uh, everything's been suspended, pro sports, college sports, and the high school sports end today with the boys' state basketball tournament and limited spectator restrictions are putting in place today. So if you're not a spectator of that school, you can't get into Wells Fargo uh, for today's consolation games this morning and then the championship games tonight. you got to be uh, uh, actually be a member of the team, it seems like, uh, team personnel. So that's they're restricting things down at Wells Fargo here in downtown Des Moines. It's interesting. There, there are some drastic measures that are being taken right now. And, uh, again, you just got to heed to what it is that uh, each individual uh, venue and sporting event thinks is best for their uh, for their audience. I got a, a text message here that says St. Mary still has their fish fry, Mark, so you can still go on down there. St. Mary's Nazareth, I'm guessing, or St. Mary's yes. uh, Elkhart? St. Mary's of Nazareth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nazareth, Okay. Uh, very good. Well, that's good to know. We'll, we'll have to uh, keep, yeah, I think a phone call would be good. And if they do have one canceled, let us know and we can pass it along. There you go. All right. Well, John, have a safe trip out to uh, uh, Phoenix or the, the Cave Creek, uh, just north of Phoenix, I believe. Is that, that's where it's at. You've been, you've been there before? 
I'm not. I'm I have not, not been. I've been to Phoenix thing. before, but I have not been to Cave Creek before. So this will be a first time. Yeah. Yeah, Cave Creek. It says it's just north of Phoenix. So I, I, yep. I didn't know. If, I've never heard you been there, being there. I know you've been to Phoenix. You lucky guy. Well, I'll tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed here because, you know, all of spring training was canceled, and I had my Sunday ticket to a Cubs spring training game uh, on Sunday afternoon. So that will be no more now. But, that you know, again, do what's yeah. best for the for the crowd. Yeah. Well, let's hope everything starts, uh, you know, getting figured out uh, here in the next several weeks. Things should be shut down for the next several weeks. It sounds like it is, uh, both in the colleges, the professional sports, and everything around uh, that has gathered. Just you know, They're talking about gathering. Social gatherings is what they're trying to limit, John, and uh, that's, yeah, that's going to be something for a lot of us who are used to being social. These next two to three weeks are going to be, I, I think, different. Life is changing right now for these next two to three weeks. And, again, there's not much you can do about it. You just ride the wave. You pray hard. You, you wash your hands. You know, I, I said yesterday there's something even more mm-hmm. powerful than hand sanitizer and soap and water, and that's prayer. Now, make sure to continue to wash your hands as much as you possibly can and use that hand sanitizer. I know I do. But don't forget the prayer aspect. That's right. the most important thing. <laughs> One goes with the other. How about that? Yes, so, no doubt. They, they, they each they each go hand in hand. How's 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 oh, that, John? I like that. that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get right to it from the WHO TV Channel 13 Weather Desk. Meteorologist Megan Selwa currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios. Mostly clear skies, 30 degrees, a west-southwest wind at 8 miles per hour as you wake up on this Friday, March 13th. And today we'll see increasing clouds throughout the day, colder temperatures. Yesterday we got up in the 60s. Today we'll barely see 50, high of 49 degrees, northwest winds today at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, light snow and cloudy skies, overnight low of 31 degrees here in central Iowa. And then tomorrow on Saturday we'll see cloudy skies, snow. We could see 1 to 2 inch accumulations here in central Iowa, a high of 39 degrees. And on Sunday it'll all melt off. Partly cloudy, dry, high of 46 degrees. And on Monday, partly cloudy with a high of 50 degrees. As today, for a lot of folks, is the first day of spring break and their vacations. Well, in the news, on this Friday morning, well, two more Iowans have tested positive for coronavirus, bringing the total number of confirmed cases in the in the state to 16. Now, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds announced yesterday that the tests on two more people who took part in, Egypt, in an Egyptian cruise came back positive. Both are older adults, ages 61. One to eighty. One lives in Johnson County in the Iowa City area, where thirteen cases are now linked to the same cruise. Uh, the other case is in Carroll County, the first in that county. A Pottawatomie County resident has also t- tested positive for the coronavirus. Sixteen additional tests of Iowans have come back negative. Another twenty-nine test results are still pending. One hundred twenty-eight Iowans are currently being monitored for possible infection. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print, and the last sporting event uh, going on is the Boys State Basketball Tournament, and yesterday some area schools that advanced, Norwalk advanced to tonight's uh, state championship game as Norwalk defeated Ballard of Huxley 79-61 in the 3A semifinal yesterday. Norwalk will meet Sergeant Bluff Luton this, uh, tonight at 6.30 uh, for the 3A title game. That'll be televised on Fox 17 here locally. In Class 4A, Waukee upset number one Ankeny Centennial, 68-62, so Waukee will meet Ankeny. Uh, Ankeny defeated Cedar Falls yesterday, 71-57. Those two teams will meet at 8.30 tonight, and that will be televised on Fox 17. The 1A championship game has Bishop Garrigan of Algona taking on Wapsie Valley of Fairbank, and the 2A title game will be at 3 of 45 today, Boyden Hole taking on North Lynn. 
all college, uh, professional and professional sports have been suspended due to the coronavirus. Uh, so that means no March Madness, no men's basketball tournaments, nor the women's, nor uh, wrestling. The PGA Golf and NASCAR will go on a schedule, but without spectators. And that's the last report we have uh, for everybody. Everything else is been has been suspended. Well, Dallin Catholic brings... Uh, begins their spring bake today. There's so there's no Dallin Catholic varsity sports or activities scheduled, and that'll probably be that way here for the next two to three weeks. Once again, from the Mercy One Studio in Des Moines, uh, we have currently 30 degrees, west-southwest wind at 8 miles per hour under mostly clear skies. Today we'll see increasing clouds throughout the day with a high of 49 degrees, northwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports. On your Friday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are staying accident free as we continue that drive in this morning on 235 from the West Mixer to downtown. Eight minutes, seven minutes from the East Mixer to downtown 235. So not a bad commute this morning. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Former Dawson's Creek actress Busy Phillips recently praised her abortion at a rally sponsored by the Center for Reproductive Rights on Wednesday. The rally was uh, outside the Supreme Court building during a meeting regarding a Louisiana law requiring abortion doctors to have hospital admitting privileges. This was last week, by the way. Uh, Phillips credited her abortion for her success, screaming she has all of it, success, because of her abortion. I wish, first of all, pray for her. Please offer a Hail Mary for her. You're never going to probably meet her. The chances of that are going to be low. And and probably the chances of a conversation between us and her, of her changing her mind on this, is going to be pretty low as well. But God can do it. And when we have people with this kind of microphone going out and saying such things, uh, I find it devastating. Things like this don't anger me anymore i I used to get real angry about it now there are things that do uh, there's no question about it and and uh, i gotta be careful of that but i think what what our lord has done at least with me when i hear things like this is i I just feel sad i mean it's devastating to hear someone utter these words what would i do i'd challenge her to help her understand what success really is um you know when when we die i i have never seen an atm at a cemetery uh, all the fame that she has right now goes away as well. All of it. You know, in the end, if, if we believe what it is that we say we believe, and I'm all in on this, it's heaven or hell. That, that's it. I mean, your and my immortal soul will stay in the state of heaven or hell for all eternity. Uh, success and accomplishments in this life, no matter how grand or amazing they are, in the end don't matter. They just don't. What matters is faith, faithfulness. I could name you how many canonized saints that were wildly 
unsuccessful in today's world, even unsuccessful in their preaching uh, and, and evangelization tactics. Some arriving in mission territories to evangelize dreams and just being killed off right away and becoming great saints. You know, I, I, I just, I would, um, I would challenge her, and especially I think for all of us, this is something we can all think about, is what is success? Your Mother Teresa said, I don't pray for success, I pray for faithfulness. Do we have faith? And someone kind of using abortion, uh, this, uh, the tragedy of abortion, to, uh, to hail her success, quite frankly, I think is despicable and uh, desperate and uh, sad. So um, I, I'm just going to take an opportunity right now, and I want you to pray with me. We're going to pray a Hail Mary uh, for Busy Phillips, and, and we're going to ask Our Lady to go to her and to give her grace, and we're going to ask our Lord to change her heart and the hearts of all of those who feel such things. As we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today's Saint introduced the Nicene Creed to the regular practice of the Mass. Saint Leander of Seville today was born in Spain in the early 6th century. Much of his family were believers in Arianism, a heresy that denies the divinity of Jesus Christ. Leander disagreed. And when he reached adulthood, he entered a monastery for three years of thoughtful prayer and study. After those three years, Leander was named Bishop of Seville. From that post, he worked hard to address the Arian doctrine that was widespread in Spain. He was helped by the death of the Spanish king who believed in Arianism and ascendancy of a pro-Catholic king. Together, the two had a major effect on Catholicism in Spain. At the time of Leander's death in 600 AD, the Catholic faith was flourishing in Spain. Leander even pursued many Arian bishops to switch their loyalty back to adherence to Rome. During his time as bishop, Leander asked the faithful to recite the Nicene Creed during Mass, which is a practice we still follow today. We ask St. Leander of Seville to pray for us. Amen. And a big thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day. A deacon here in Des Moines, experienced in wills and estate planning, makes it easy on you because he does the work for you. And he's been doing it for 30 years. 515-224-1776. That's 224-1776. When we come back, friends, we're going to be talking about the seven ways, the seven amazing ways to live the corporal works of mercy throughout the seven weeks of Lent. I'll have that for you right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on this Friday, March 13th. Big thank you to Five Sons Naturescape's landscape and design for underwriting the show. Yes, and all they continue to do for us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. When planting a landscape, they're passionate about providing natural solutions, creating a lush and full landscape for customers to enjoy for many, many years. Passion for beautiful-looking landscape is what drives this business. Honesty and integrity always come first. 515-493-1060. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. FiveSonsNatureScapes.com. Your Diocesan Minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Friday, March 13th. I'm Kelly Musher-Collins. 
The diocese is training couples who are willing to help us prepare engaged couples for the sacrament of marriage. Sponsor couple training is tomorrow in Red Oak and at the Catholic Pastoral Center. Thank you to all sponsor couples who help us prepare couples. Deacon Tony Valdez and his wife Eileen are kicking off a 12-week process called the Catholic's Divorce Survival Guide beginning March 23rd. This is an opportunity to find comfort and counsel consistent with Catholic teachings. You can get more information at catholicsdivorce.com or by contacting Deacon Tony Valdez at 979-2301. That's 979-2301. Tune in and making it personal with Bishop Johnson this morning at 9 a.m. Bishop Johnson will be talking about Oop Feedum, the ministry helping students at Dowling Catholic High School develop a deeper relationship with Christ. His guests are Oop Feedum coordinators Addie Magruder and Max Carson. Tune in this morning at 9 a.m. right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Metro-Collins. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Lee and Eddie in the Morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscapes. Extend your living space outdoors with patios, pergolas, fencing, and retaining walls. Outdoor lighting is another way to enjoy your landscaping day and night. Five Sons Naturescapes will spend the time to understand your needs and create your perfect outdoor space. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, I'm Deacon Mike Mano. And I'm Gina Knoll. Faith on Trial examines the influence of law and society on people of faith. Follow the Faith on Trial Facebook page for upcoming guests and issues. Beginning March 26th, join us every Thursday at 10 for Faith on Trial. Thanks for being a part of the show today, friends. Here's some ways I, I, I uh, shelved this, but uh, I, the last few days, uh, but Becky Rowe, she put together a great blog piece about uh, some ways to be able to live the corporal works of mercy throughout the seven weeks of Lent. Uh, just a couple minutes on this, I think is always a good reminder. Number one, feed the hungry. Uh, she says, get a group together to make care packages, fill Ziploc bags with apples, granola bars, chips, peanut butter packets, and other snack foods. Drop off at a local shelter, food pantry, or pass out at the streets to the homeless. I thought that was a really good idea. Uh, if you're going to go to the local food shelters, of course, call them before. They might have some uh, things going on right now with the, the coronavirus. Make sure that uh, you're, you're staying healthy and you want them to stay healthy as well. Number two, give drink to the thirsty. Donate baby formula, she says, to a pregnancy center or foster care agency in your city i think that's a great idea you know give drink to the thirsty baby formula i know my son's pretty thirsty every day uh he's a tank i'll tell you what so uh yeah shelter the homeless a few quick google searches she says will help you find instructions on how to make diy do it yourself no so fleece blankets 
Just take the time to make one or more of these blankets to donate to a shelter or distribute to the homeless in your area. See, she's creative. Uh, visit the sick. Now, you're not going to be able to do this right now, of course, with the nursing homes. I, I heard Bishop Drum is kind of locked down for the next few weeks uh, for masses as well there. But maybe you can do this for your Easter uh, season where you can bring games, prepare questions, or start conversations. I know that's something that my family loves to do is uh, just go and be present with the elderly once a month at, uh, at uh, Bishop Drum for mass. Uh, visit the prisoners make easter cards with joyful scripture verses and send them to a prison you can do that right now and you can mail them to the prison if you got kids or grandkids it might be really something good to be able to help them understand uh, what christ jesus is talking about here when it comes to visiting those in prison bury the dead bring flowers and visit the grave of deceased loved one this lent uh, clean up the area around it a little bit put the flowers there make it look nice and then of course pray for them finally clothe the naked uh, it's time to clean out your closet and donate the clothes you no longer use. I just did some of that the other day, and it's freeing. I will tell you what. Yes. And don't stop there, though. Give it away. Maybe you got a new outfit that you can give away as a little penance. Hmm. Good stuff from Becky Roach. Uh, the Amazing Ways to Live, the Corporal Works of Mercy. That does it for this show today, friends. And this week, we'll be back on with you next week, live from Phoenix, Arizona. Deacon Tony Valdez, would you give us your blessing? May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us to protect us and bring us to his everlasting life. Amen. Stay safe out there, friends. Stay healthy. Please pray for me and know I'm always praying for every one of my listeners. I'm John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.